Coming directly from the horseshoe crab capital of the world. Get a leg up and get ready for the hydrant. And now, a man who once played kazoo for Rage Against the Machine. Your host, Jim Cooper. Hey, welcome to The Hydrant. I'm Jim Cooper. This episode sponsored by Voices and Sound Studios. For all your professional recording projects, touch base with Roman Barry at VoicesAndSound.com. My guests this week are two of the five members of the Atlanta-based Southern Gothic soul band Lynx Deluxe, singer-songwriter-guitarist Andy Brown, and bass player and vocalist Lucy Theodora. Their last release, Jungle Land, is still getting attention from music circles across the country. With a new album in the works, I thought it was a good time to check in with the band. First off, though, here's a little taste from Jungle Land. The track is entitled Saints. First of all, welcome to the show. I'm glad you guys are doing this. Thank you for having us. Yes, thanks so much for having us. It's it's so much fun, and and people watching may think, where did where did this happen? Well, Andy and I used to play in a band together, and Andy's had several bands, and it depends on what form of life you're in. There's the the, the Andy Brown troupe. There's the Andy Brown trio, which I think was five people. And, and now it's 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 Lynx Deluxe. So you're now based in Atlanta. You've been playing a lot of gigs. You're doing a lot of songwriting. Uh, there's a new album in the works, possibly. Yes. Yeah, we were we're recording stuff at Capricorn, and um, that's some of awesome. It, and yeah, it was really, 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 really neat. I mean, it was just such a cool place, and. Um, and then we're in editing those and then possibly going to go back and record some more at Capricorn, we hope. And you have a cat. Yes, you hear him. <laughs> he can He's stay. He's He's He's, I get it. It's not a problem. <laughs> so those, um, the Capricorn sessions are being produced by Palmer Wood. Okay. Um, and executive produced by Jason Becknell at Radio Tucker. And we have quite a support system down here. Um, Kelly Thompson photos and videos and a lot of people just working with us. We really appreciate their help. Um, it's hard to get things done in today's um, business of music, but when people just, you know, they're gold, we love them all. And, and, you know, you talk to people and, or if people that, that aren't in the, the music biz and they're, and you say something like, you know, they immediately think New York and LA or primarily LA. And then you say Atlanta and they're like, what's going on in Atlanta? But there has been a yeah, huge a music in scene in Atlanta for a really? long time. I mean, I work in a record store, you know, so it's just like, I see it every day and it's, you know, we, it's a very vibrant music scene. It's, um, 
you know, a real good mix of stuff too. It's not just rap hip hop. Like people would think, you know, Atlanta's right. stereotypically rap and hip, but that, I mean, like I, I, my theory is that there's a completely new genre emerging in music, that it's a combination of rock rap and um, not rap rock hip hop and uh, jazz mm -hmm. elements. Mm -hmm. I mean, and so it's like, it's, it's, it's stuff that you can't put, you can put it in the rap hip hop section, but it could go other places too. You know, like people like a uh, Tyler, the creator, he is a, an amazing, you know, musician and, and um, orchestrator of, of music. And so, yeah, there's really just a, but I mean, he's not Atlanta, but you have outcast and a bunch of other bands, you know, and there's some new ones that nobody even knows about that are really good. Right. I think it's something in the clay down here because um, it is a hotbed of, music creativity um all kinds of stuff going on obviously in the um 80s you had uh the b-52s and rem breaking new ground and, yeah and and so and all the soul music coming out of macon and the allen brothers and, and, and uh it, it's just georgia is just rich in music history and it, it's now we see like just you know, incomprehensible talent coming out of here in, in all genres. So we, we cool. love, we love Georgia and we especially love Atlanta. Um, you know, that's great. That's great. Okay. So, so let's describe the band. Let's describe links deluxe who's in it and what do they do? Oh, well, I play bass and, um, Andy sings and plays like rhythm guitar and he writes, um, most of the songs, the lyrics and stuff. And I've heard Andy play guitar. If you want to call yeah. it playing guitar, it's fine. It's and ahead. his brother Dean plays lead guitar and he's really, really good. Cool. Um, we're really lucky to have Billy Fields on keys. Um, he's a great human being and a really nice person, a, you know, great talented musician. And then our drummer, the anchor of the band is Brad Matson, and he's just fantastic. Just, just That's like cool. a, a, a drumming machine. Just a bit of background on, Billy played in Follow For Now, a band from Atlanta in the, I 80s. guess, late 80s, 90s, early 90s. They were amazing. If you want to look them up, Follow For Now. And then Brad on drums, he played in the phones. In but, Minnesota. And yeah. it was on, they were on Twin Tone. Well, the fact that you're recording at Capricorn, there's got to be a certain vibe to just being in that studio, you know, because as everyone knows, Capricorn is Almond Brothers, Marshall Tucker Band, that whole that whole crew back in the in the 70s was doing there. So that's got to be kind of special at this stage of the game. Oh, yeah, it was uh, Rob Evans down there was engineer. And, and um, we took uh, when we were down there, we had a, we actually played down there the night after we recorded down at Grand Slam. But just being in Macon alone was um mm -hmm. just a, a, a huge treat but being in that studio was i don't want to use i don't want to get all metaphysical but it was unearthly type vibe where you just were soaking up his, history. history yeah, yeah. It, was, yeah it was yeah i totally agree we are blessed um by like i said the people who helped us do that and uh we hope to go back but it, I, i've been in a few studios in my life and i just i just i can't explain in words the feeling that that gives you to be in such a historic place. So was Capricorn basically like a blues label up until the Almond Brothers? I I think I it had know. a lot of soul in there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, Otis Redding was there. He mm. yeah. So That's cool. yeah, there's a huge soul. Um, I think I think the soul was responsible for a lot of the Capricorn and making scene getting started too. You know, and right. Uh, 
Um, I wanted to mention, I mentioned the B-52s. Uh, Lucy works at Wax and Facts, which is a record store here in Atlanta, in Little Five. I love record stores. And we're, we're, uh, Wax and Facts. we're, uh, we're, we're really tight with the owner, Danny Beard, who is an incredible human being, but he had a label DB records, um, in the early eighties and they put out rock lobster, or, or sorry, um, B-52s first right. single. And, uh, but Lucy works there. She's been working there three or four years now. And, um, it's. I think it's the oldest record store in Atlanta. So if you get a chance to come down to Atlanta, oldest continually operating record store. Um, you know there were ones that were there before Wax and Facts, but we're the only one that's like still operating, and it's been forty six years. So and it's and it's wild because there is such a resurgence of vinyl that's been going on for the past ten years, and it's interesting to see at this stage of the game if you go out and online and look at some of the, the, the used record places, um, my, how their prices have jumped in the, in the past <laughs> 10, 15 years. Yeah. Well, yeah, you could go out and get something for two or three ninety nine. It's now 25 or $40. So it's Oh God, just- man, there's some Beyonce, Jay-Z, Kanye West records that are over $50. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's just like it, it but then also like, on one Beyonce song, you might have four different producers that you have to pay, you know? So it's just like they're paying through the nose for all these producers and all of these studios and things. And then they pass that savings on to their, um, their fans, you know, like, but you also have like a band like tool that has one record that they give to their fans for $17, you know? So that's like, I love those guys. I don't like tools. Not, it's not like I don't like him, but it's not my thing. But I love them just because they give their fans a break. Yeah, because you know? you, you've got so many, especially it seems to be in in the in the prog world, and I'm a prog fan. But you get all these prog bands making you know double triple albums with two DVDs, and they want seventy five right. to a hundred dollars. You know, come on, guys, just give us a, a CD with some songs right. on it. That's all I want. I don't want all the other schmaltz to go with it. And right. if you and if you go look for something in the 1970s an old prog album that's that's online they're asking three four five hundred dollars for it and it's like you guys it don't hasn't been reissued so it's it's like if it hasn't been reissued and you've got a mint condition right. vinyl it can be really expensive you know i mean it, it can be pretty bad but you know, all it's going to take is one more technology and you guys will have priced yourself out of the vinyl market again and <laughs> so we'll see what's well enough of my ranting about vinyl. i don't know that vinyl is going to go away anytime though I mean, it's like, I think people got tired of buying stuff and not having it in their hands to hold, you know, like digital music and stuff, because people will still buy the vinyl and then download the digital thing to take with them in their cars or on their phones. And Spotify, you know, is, 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 it's really changed, you know, the music business. You know, and the one thing to keep going down this rabbit hole, Andy, I promise we'll get back to you in the band. Um, <laughs> the one thing I really missed during the, the CD advent, I didn't even realize it till later, was the artwork. Right. Be able to hold the album in my hand and it was large size and artwork and that just seemed all fine by the Yes. You know, yes. I remember getting a record and I'd open it up and, and the, the sleeve, the inner sleeve would have all the lyrics and so you'd sit and listen to the song and what and read the lyrics while the song's going and right. you know, I mean it was like yeah, CDs kinda lost that because you yeah. didn't have all the goodies, you know. 
I know, I know. So anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm a little passionate about vinyl. Um, you guys have been playing out a lot. You've been doing uh, some some shows here and there. Is it a mix of some of your older stuff and the newer stuff, or are you focusing primarily on on what you've been doing lately? So live wise, we recorded our first album. Jungle Land in 2021. And um, we're playing that plus new songs. And we got a cover, couple covers. We're not really a cover band, but we'll throw in some Bowie. And um, uh, I think we did a well, Faces song the other night too. We do play a couple of like older songs that Andy wrote with um, when he was doing Andy Brown Troop and uh, like a Jane Goodall, High Wire, those songs, you know, but, but. Those are, we, we kind of picked the ones that were the favorites, you know I mean? Mm -hmm. And then wanted to move forward. And those, all, all that stuff he did back then was great, you know? And, um, and it's really, really creative. But the, the theme of this band is like kind of an incorporation of rock and soul and jazz and like different influences, you know? Um, I always think the troupe was more, Americana, kind of rock Americana. Right. And, it was more straightforward rock and roll. Rock. Kind of thing. But it sounds like you've taken a select few from, for example, the last release, Zazel, yeah. and then brought them into Lynx Deluxe and kind of right. refashioned them to, to what right. you've got going on. Exactly. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Didn't you at one time, and maybe I'm imagining this, have a trombone player? We we did yeah um, we had two or, we had two or three and they're they're really great and we're still working with them the new stuff is more I think Billy Fields came out of more of a you know instead of the background we're kind of highlighting him and my brother Dean on guitar he's he's really special in his playing and so we love the trombone we're just on this next album it's it's a little more um, associated with what we're doing live. Okay. And I, I actually listen to Jungle Land once in a while. I, I miss the trombone, but <laughs> I can see where it's getting a little. We're trying to, you know, if, if this rock soul music that we're doing, we're trying to orchestrate it in a way that, well, the, all the great bands did. So there's placement. There's this. We hope to get back to the trombone on the next project. But right now, we're um, we're working with Dean and Billy pretty intricately. We yeah, kind of want to be able to to play live what we're recording. And if we have the trombone, we don't always have the trombone player. So right. we can't always have that, that same sound that we want, you know I mean? And um, like, I'd love to get other like violins and stuff like that in some songs too. Cause I love stuff like that. The last band I played in, we had a, a, a woman who played electric violin and, and cool. acoustic guitar. And she was just, phenomenal and it was a it was a very cool sound and i always liked that that sound and of course you know people think of brass and rock bands and the first thing you think of is is saxophone but does andy do that no he goes right for the trombone yeah. right? i like the saxophone though. i mean i wish we had a saxophone player sometimes but he doesn't he's he's more partial to the trombone i think there's like you're talking about violins and trombones and different orchestrated instruments it's just there's just a certain rich quality you know that yeah. brings in and it's it's when i think about that kind of things i think about the beatles and i think about george martin and and how 
George Martin was able to bring these four little little Pudians and, and make them sound like world-class music, which is relevant in the next 50 years, never mind today. It's every time I hear a Beatles song, uh, it's they're doing their thing, later thing on. I just am overwhelmed with the beauty of the essence of that song and how they were able to mix instruments together and just make it all work. Well, it probably didn't hurt that they were all incredible musicians. I mean, Paul McCartney's one of my favorite bass players. He, he has some beautiful bass lines, really cool, you know? And the fact that he could sing while he was playing those is pretty amazing. You're right. The fact that they all had a wealth of talent didn't hurt. But, you know, to, to Andy's point, I listen to, I'll throw on one of the old Beatle albums now, whether it's, you know, Rubber Soul or going back to the the, the first ones or, you know, some of the later stuff. And it's just like, I'll put the white album on and I'll just let it roll. And it's just, you, you and you always hear something that you've never heard before. Right. right. And it's like, wow, where did that come from? And it's, it's. Yeah, it's if every musician went to school on the Beatles, I think we'd all be happy. Yes. Like I'm a really big fan of Wings. You know, a lot of people don't like Paul McCartney's solo stuff. Right. Because he's, you know, love songs and all that. But I really like them. And um, and uh, but you're kind of right about that, because when you look back on even George Harrison, um, John Lennon and Paul McCartney's solo work after the Beatles, some of it didn't have that same. Like you could listen to it over and over and then always hear something new. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, they're brilliant and I love all of their um, independent work, but it's still, it's like, yeah, the, it's, the Beatles had something unique. I think personally for me, when I listen to Beatles um, songs, I, I, we were doing an interview the other day um, from someone in Atlanta and they asked me something and, and I said, well, it's the psychology of the song now that gets to me more about more than the song because I've heard the song you know, a lot. And so I started looking back at like Penny Lane mm-hmm. and different songs that the Beatles had written lyrically. And, and it, it's just inspirational to find how simple a title or a place can come from and how influential and long lasting that song, timeless that song could be just from someone's personal experience. Right. Right. So that's why I'm talking about the psychology of the songs. Where did that person pull that inspiration from? You know, and that's what interests me now in music, not more than the music, but just as a songwriter is how did that person get to that song? You know? And, and you know, having done a little bit of songwriting, not anything worth mentioning, but with, with different bands, and I always find myself doing the same thing. And to your point, it's like my approach is, well, let's overcomplicate this to the nth degree. <laughs> and it's just like, it's like, wait a minute, if you get back to, you listen to the Beatles and it's, it's absolutely gorgeous and stunning but it's also simple it's not it's not completely you know even some of the orchestrated stuff stuff like you know day in a life or something like that yeah you break it down and it's relatively simple and it's there like, is one there's just one rule that i've lived by for the last i don't know six or seven years in life in songwriting in art whatever it is keep it simple yeah keep it simple it's the, bring the, it back find the essence of it find the quality simple quality people can paint pictures they can salvador Dali, they can do all that stuff right but if the if you can keep it simple you can let people understand you know, it's simple but it's not at the same time because like think about um a uh, uh, superfly the soundtrack mm-hmm. superfly, or or in another you know other 
Curtis Mayfield songs or even um, Marvin Gaye. Like you look at, you listen to them and then you think, okay, well, this for the bass lines, that, that's what I always, you know, bass mm-hmm. player focus on it. But they're like, at first when you hear it, you think, oh, this has got to be pretty basic, you know, and then you start to try to study it and listen to it. And you hear these little nuances and these tricks and these things that they do that are just like, they kind of blow your mind. You know, James Jamerson, who played with so many people and Motown just did some incredible stuff. But when you first hear those songs, you, you think that they're more simple than they are, you know, and that's where you get into this beauty and talent of the musicians, you know, because they put their little flair in it and that's what makes it so special, you know? (laughs) So speaking about keeping it simple, um, this song mercy that is on jungle land seems to be getting a little bit of attention. And, um, it, it, in, in essence, it's simple, but Lucy came to me, uh, with a baseline and her mother had just passed. This is, uh, February, 2020. Yeah. So this is probably the six, nine months after that, but she came to me with a simple baseline and, and she said, can we write something? around my mom and I said sure what it is now on jungle land but but that relates to what i was talking about with um you know uh things in your life that kind of hit me when i was looking at that penny lane uh, listening to that and and but it, it's things in your life that you're influenced by and so um yeah mercy's getting a little bit of tug from people they really like that song and it was written me and you me and lucy usually write the songs on little toy guitars at home and then we take them to the band and stuff. <laughs> But um, and so we never know how they're going to um, turn out. But but it, it's a it's a soulful rock song. We, we really like that song. But um, it hit me the other day is like, yeah, if you can take things in your life and transpose those into emotional content, well, you should have somewhat of a decent song if you can. And, and that's that's the, the I'm finding out more and more. That's the name of the ball game regardless of the industry you're in and in the industry I'm in, which is a voiceover industry, you've got to be able to connect emotionally with someone. And the best way to do that is to bring whatever you're feeling or whatever event you're going through out and into whatever medium you're, you're working in, whether it's music, creating the songs or whatever it happens to be. And you, you can really tell, especially with music when the writer and or performer is seriously invested in what they're singing to me, music to me. I, I, uh, it's, it's, it's this universal language. It's, it's so 
we're talking about the simplicity of it, but it is so complicated to get to the essence of music because it heals. It makes people feel better. It communicates with people across all kinds of boundaries. And it is music to me is, the, it, I'm sorry to repeat myself, but it's the universal language of the world. Right. And, and it's people, when they find music, they can relate to it's what is, what is that person doing? It's, they're relating an emotion that you can relate to and identify with and say, we're all human. We all have the same emotions. And I'm enjoying this piece of art because that person feels the same thing. Maybe not in relation to how that person wrote it. It's how I'm taking it. You know, everyone has their own experiences they bring to the table. And so they can relate to it at a somewhat different le level than the writer can. But it's still a, 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 a joined experience. It's still that kind of thing. So yeah, I agree with you 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I always thought math was the universal language of the world. Well, math is very involved in music. Let me ask you guys, because you're doing this, you have to put up with this. I'm going to ask you guys some bizarre questions. Okay. Um, I'm going to, and I'm going to do it individually. So we'll, we'll see where we can go from there and we'll start out easy. So you can, you can see where we're going with this. Lucy, yes, what's, sir. Your, what's your favorite curse word? Probably fuck. It's a common I say one. It a lot. I say it way too much more than any other cuss word. <laughs> My least used is goddamn. It's too strong. <laughs> right. Andy, what breed of dog would you be? Anything spoiled beyond uh, a shih tzu? Yes. they're spoiled. <laughs> uh, I'm particularly fond of. Well, I like all dogs. Anything that's spoiled rotten. Okay, <laughs> Lucy, if you were an ice cream flavor, what would you be? Probably strawberry. Ooh, we haven't had one of those before. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Okay, Andy, this one's especially for you. What song should play every time you walk into a room? Changes by David Bowie. <laughs> That's, That's actually perfect. That's actually That's a, a great, yeah. great a thing. Lucy, who would play you in a movie about your life? Oh, geez. Um, like current um, or it doesn't matter? Doesn't matter. Well, I'm feeling like right now I look kind of like Lois from Bob's Burgers, the wife. So I'm thinking maybe her. <laughs> you know, I've okay. got the glasses and all. Okay. She just needs to purple it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Andy, what Looney Tunes character best represents you? Who's the calmest character they have? The calmest character like a, they have. They're like a turtle or something. There is a turtle, but, uh, and he is. You uh, know, that would be good for you because the, there is the turtle in the old Bugs Bunny cartoons. And he always was able to outsmart Bugs because he was smarter than him. So that I, I, that would be a good one. Okay. So, I, yeah, I do like the Roadrunner. But I, I've been looking at the old, um, with all the Disney stuff going on, I've been looking at the, well, I, I didn't. I, I started looking a couple of years back, but the original Mickey Mouse Mm -hmm. uh, stuff from the twenties and stuff. I love all that. Old stuff. The old Steamboat Willie, Mickey That's Mouse. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Gotcha, stuff. gotcha. Yeah. Well, those cartoons were originally made for adults. Of course, they were. Yeah, the subtle innuendos and things are just like, yeah, they were. They were the jokes that the adults 
you go and look at some of the, the stuff from the 30s and 40s, and there's one Bugs cartoon that has the a hand drawing of the original Marilyn Monroe Playboy pinup, you know, yeah. in in the background, and it's like it's, it was all made for the the guys. They 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 didn't care. Uh, Lucy, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to give you two things. Um, you tell me what your preference is. Okay. Okay. We'll so do it. Either or. This is an either or kind of thing. Okay. Pineapple pizza or candy corn? Pineapple pizza. Summer or winter? Winter. I don't know. That's tough because I usually go for spring or fall, but probably winter. Yeah. And you're in Georgia? Okay. I know. I, it's hot down here. <laughs> winter is actually comfortable. Passenger or driver? That's tough. I like both. I tend to be the driver more than I am the passenger, so I guess driver. Okay. All right, Andy. Yeah, I'm going to give you a bunch too. Eggs, omelet, or scrambled? Over easy. That's not the... You have <laughs> we'll let it go. We, I've had some of those answers with someone to say poached, and I was like, fine, whatever. <laughs> um. Reese's cup or Skittles? I, I would definitely go with the Reese's, yes. Me too. Toilet paper, over or under? I don't. It, yeah, sure, over. I yeah. Guys don't care. The women get militant about this. I am. It, it's over care. every time, really. <laughs> it is. It, that's the way it's made. It's designed to be over. You know, that's that's I've seen videos about this, like how it was designed for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I fine. <laughs> fine. I, I have just as many people that are militant about it being under as well. So it's yeah, just, don't get that. I can't relate. That's, Andy, what superpower would you rather have the ability to move objects telekinetically or the ability to shift your shape? Ooh. I like the first one. Um, I, I do, move things uh, telekinetically? Yeah, I do like that one, yes. That seems sure. to be the most fun. Really? I think shape-shifting would be the most fun. It, Could you imagine? I mean, you'd shape-shift into like a... a, a, a French and press. Then, <laughs> and you sit and listen to the conversation? Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lucy, would you rather live in a haunted castle or an abandoned train station? Wow, that's interesting. Um, I've always been partial to castles, but train stations are really cool. Is the train station haunted too? Not necessarily. Okay. Is the castle abandoned and, ju and haunted or just... Just, just haunted. haunted. Got to use your Probably imagination. The castle. Probably the castle. Yeah. Amenities. Okay. And people, other people. Okay, Andy, would you rather have to eat liver, only liver, for the rest of your life or be forced to watch an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians every day? <laughs> well, I'm not a big liver fan, but I'm sure that Lucy, because she's an excellent cook, I'm sure she could find ways to make <laughs> liver work the rest of my life. Okay. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> I agree. I can't stand it. I um, Lucy, would you rather have a car horn that plays YMCA every time you hit it or own a car with your favorite cartoon character painted on the side? 
Probably, oh God. Um, yeah, probably the, the cartoon character painted on the side. Yeah. Okay, I'm frightened to ask this, but I'm going to anyway. Andy, would you rather have whatever you are thinking appear in a bubble above your head for everyone to read or have everything you do be live streamed for everyone to see? Whoa. Uh, yeah, that's a very difficult psychological uh, <laughs> uh, problem. It's not one I'm prepared to answer at this particular time. But thank you for the question. Um, and because you asked me that, I have to ask you. Um, <laughs> let me think of a good one for you. Would you rather have to listen to only Sticks the rest of your life or REO Speedwagon? Sticks. Okay. Well, at least you answered that one. So... <laughs> Lucy, I'm going to ask you the same question. Would you rather have every everything you are thinking appear oh. in a bubble above your head for everyone to read or have to have everything you do be live streamed for everyone Can to I see? Can I ask, like, does that include, like, you know, baths and go into the bathroom and brush your Everything. Teeth? Just it's everything. Thought, thoughts. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really not a bad person and my thoughts are generally not bad. I'm, so I'd prefer thought. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Thank you guys for doing this. Anything else you want to plug or talk about before we, we wrap this insanity up and, and move forward? If you like to, if you have some interest in uh, some of the songs, I'm going to play some clips of linksdeluxe.com, like the cat, O-Y-N-X-Deluxe.com. With an E, Deluxe. Is, is where you can yep. find us. You'll, you'll find some interviews on there. You'll find this interview when it comes out and uh, this is some music on Spotify and uh, we're building we're building cool again thank you guys for doing it I appreciate it thank well thank you, you for having so us much. we really appreciate it hey thanks for hanging out with us on the hydrant the Hydrant announcer is Allison Steele. For outstanding VO coaching and voice acting services, visit Allison at allisonsteele.com. That's Allison with a Y and Steele with no E at the end. Shoot me an email with any comments, questions, worthwhile recipes at bigdog at jimcoopervo.com. This episode copyright 2023 by Jim Cooper VO and Nat Lancor Audio, which is solely responsible for its content. No reproduction by writing, recording, reposting, smoke signals, AI voice loading, Morse code, or any other electronic or manual recording method known to man is allowed without prior written consent. Come back and play with us next week as the steady stream of outstanding guests continue at The Hydrant.